Hello and welcome to Running in Virginia's podcast. I'm Carol. I'm Joshua. And we're here to talk about all things running in Virginia. Today on episode 10, we sit down with Jess Reed, the inspiring owner of Lex Running Shop, in her store uh, to learn more about the impact that local running stores have on communities like Lexington, Virginia, and what makes Lex Running Shop so spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was a fun interview. I really enjoyed mm-hmm going to her shop and meeting her and her husband, uh, I think his name was Colin, mm-hmm. and just seeing what they had to offer and, and what they do in their local community there in Lexington and the surrounding mm-hmm. areas. So Josh and I have the pleasure to sit down in Lex Running Shop in Lexington, Virginia with owner Jess Reed, and we are super excited to get to know her and um, for her to share her passions and for her to tell us a little bit about the running community in Lexington and in Rockbridge County. Yeah, thanks for having us up here, Jess. This is a really lovely store. Oh, it is. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to have you here. This is my first podcast interview, so this is very exciting. Yay. Well, thank you for joining us we appreciate it yeah 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 your time is valuable and um but we also love to travel for run specialty shops they are very near and dear to my heart and um not only do I love shopping but I love supporting local and um knowing that it's not easy running your own small business um every little bit helps but also the amazing things run specialties do for their local run community or just their community in general just to be active so if tell us a little bit about why you started lex run shop and you know how long have you been doing this yeah so i think i have kind of a unique story in the sense that I kind of stumbled into um, owning my own business and starting this running store. I've been a runner um, kind of all of my adult life, kind of a recreational jogger, if you will. And my husband is the same and running has been just an important part of our story and our, our life together. He proposed on a run and, Aww. you know, all that cheesy stuff. Um, we love, we love love <laughs> stories, awesome. don't we? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for another podcast. For another podcast. Um, But I am uh, actually, I was a high school French teacher by training and education, had my master's in foreign language education. And when we moved to Lexington um, almost nine years ago, my husband is a professor at the the college here, Washington and Lee. And it's a small town and there's one school with a person who had that job um, teaching French. And so I was kind of reimagining what I was going to do for work. And um, I worked um, at a local Montessori school and did that and really got just deeply connected to the running community here in Lexington. Such a beautiful place to run. And I, um, at that time, I wasn't all that serious about running. I just kind of, you know, jogged, you know, four or five times a week. But you were serious about running some hills, though. Yeah, well, you you <laughs> have to get pretty serious about running hills if you're going to uh, run in Lexington. But I um, started running with some people in the in the area and just, just loved it and kind of got more serious about my running. And, you know, we had been to some local shops in the area. And um, one day we were driving home from Charlottesville. I think we had been to Ragged Mountain, which is an awesome running store mm-hmm. um, there. And Colin was like, gosh, Lexington needs a running store. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if, you know, there was a running shop? And he just randomly said, you should open the running store. Like, you should do that. 
And I looked at him like he had three heads, but um, <laughs> I think a, a seed was planted then and there. And then um, I, I was kind of starting to think about it. And then there was this program that I heard about from a friend called Launch Lex that was this state program um, helping entrepreneurs um, open businesses in the area. And there was a class that you attended and the, the purpose of the class was to help you write a business plan mm-hmm. and um, kind of launch a business. It's not everybody knows how to do that. No, no. <laughs> and at the end of the program, we pitched our ideas, um, kind of like Shark Tank kind of style. Mm-hmm. And the winners were going to receive some grant money to start their business. Oh, very nice. Oh, wow. So I was one of the winners. Um, I you know, pitched my idea and went over the judges somehow with my um, persuasion that this was a wonderful, active community that needed a local Mm -hmm. run specialty shop that would help runners, walkers, hikers, people on their feet. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of how it got going. So we opened September 1st, 2018. And I had no experience, you know, really working retail and I'd never worked in run specialty and we learned kind of on the go, and it was like drinking from a fire hydrant. But <laughs> I was, I had a vision and a passion for this community and for running, and I just wanted to share that with our town. Yeah. And our community really came out in support of us, and here we are yeah. <laughs> five years later and, you know, survived the pandemic and all of the challenges therein. Anyway, that was a very long-winded Yeah, no, but this is a, your question. a great story. Um, and obviously the um, community is still supporting you because you're still here and thriving, which yeah. is which yeah. is amazing. It's It's been wonderful. And this town, gosh, I, I just can't say it enough, the way the people in this town have come out and really believed in us and trusted us and they keep coming back and yeah they I think when you live in a small town you feel that responsibility you know it's like it's like when you go to the dentist and your dentist tells you you like only floss the teeth that you want to keep you know Mm -hmm. and um, that's how it is in a small town if you want these shops and restaurants to survive you have to support them and you have to show up and you have to buy your shoes from them and um Mm -hmm. So that is what the people in this community have done for us. Um, so it's, it's been really it's been really wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. But beyond selling them the, the gear that they need, you all are also hosting a lot of events in local runs and supporting races too. So tell us a bit about about how you're you know giving back to the community in that way as well. Yeah, you know, one of the kind of most beautiful things that we've been able to do as, and this is where, yeah, I feel like small businesses, they're small, but they're mighty. You know, small shops like ours are able to really get involved in, you know, local nonprofits and running events and things like that, that the big box stores just simply don't, don't do. They Mm -hmm. can't. Um, And I'm sure they're giving to other organizations, but, you know, we dedicate a certain percentage every year of our sales to, you know, sponsoring the local 5Ks and Mm -hmm. all the local races and those kinds of things that really are part of our mission. 
but we, you know, we also give um, and support, you know, the food pantry and Habitat for Humanity mm-hmm. and Rockbridge Christmas Baskets and, you know, all of these other wonderful nonprofit organizations in our community that are doing good. So those are things that we're really committed to, to giving back um, and putting, you know, the money back into the local economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really important to us. And we have hosted a lot of running events like group runs and pub runs and things like that. And COVID really, you know, created a challenge on that front. And yeah, because you couldn't gather in groups even outside to be able to do that. Right. And we, you know, we've we've kind of struggled to get back to, to hosting um, kind of group events and things. Mm-hmm. But um, those, those are really helpful, too. And just creating, you know, those environments where people can come together and run with others and kind of connect with people. Right, exactly. Accountability, uh, that's huge for for folks (laughs) to either whether you're just getting started or you're in a slump, you know, knowing that there's a group out there that you can gladly join or who would gladly have you join them to get out there and stay active is very important too. Definitely. So what is the best part about owning this shop? Yeah. Um, gosh, there's so many wonderful things. I think, you know, being able to, um, take my passion in life, this, this thing that has, has been such a gift to me on a personal level, um, running and to kind of turn around and give that back to others is just, I think that's the greatest part of, of doing, you know, this, this Mm -hmm. job. I can't, sometimes I was telling Brenda earlier that I just, I feel like I pinch myself sometimes. Like I can't believe that this is what I do for work. Yeah. And I think there can be some, you know, some downsides to that of, you know, where, where do I start and work, be, you know, end? Mm-hmm. and you, you can mm-hmm. kind of struggle um, if, you know, what you do for work is the same as like your hobby or your passion. Mm-hmm. But I think just being able to share that, that joy with others is, is the best part. I never envisioned that I would be, you know, an owner of a business or anyone's boss or anything like that. The other wonderful thing that is such a gift is the people that I get to work with. I have an incredible staff of just wonderful human beings and it's a joy and a delight to mm-hmm. get to spend my days with them because the truth is, you know, where we work and who we're working with, that's how we're spending our days and our life. Right. And it just feels like such a gift that mm-hmm. I just never imagined when we opened the shop, I would get to work with such awesome people. And I think, you know, when you have a passion for something, and these other people join with you it just creates a really wonderful team. Um, yep. So it's almost like you're coming home. At least that's the way I felt when I walked in your door. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, just being greeted warmly by yourself and your staff and just how you have the store laid out. Like it's a comfortable place to, to shop. Yeah. And to connect with the people who are selling me the the shoes. <laughs> right. I think, you know, one thing that has kind of always stood on my mind, we were talking earlier about run specialty shops and getting to visit them and check out the local shop when you travel and all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you've had this experience, but I have been in many shops that were intimidating. Yes. Um, where you walk in and you think, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. And gosh, I'm not fast enough or mm-hmm. gosh, I'm not intense enough. Like these are really intimidating people working here. And one of the, you know, major 
goals that I had in opening the shop was to create a space where everyone felt comfortable mm-hmm. and you belong here when you walk in our doors, whether you're a walker, hiker, runner, older, younger. Mm-hmm. I wanted to create a space where people felt comfortable and welcome and not intimidated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we work really hard to create that kind of environment. Well, it definitely showed. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad it's working. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you're right. It, it it can be intimidating to walk into a, a run specialty or or any outfitter really, where either you don't know much or um, you don't picture yourself as a quote unquote runner. Whether you're just getting started, it's your age. Maybe you feel like you're not skinny enough to be a runner because you're you're not fit or whatever the case may be. Um, but What's important for folks, too, to understand and to feel welcome in an environment like that is we all have started somewhere. Absolutely. And there's no better place to, to start than now. And you'll it'll never be the perfect time. And you'll never find the perfect time. You you just, and you'll never be that perfect whatever yeah. until you get started. Yeah, you just so, have to put one foot in front of the other. Exactly, exactly. And it's yeah. that, that, that leap of faith and you know, strap on those shoes for the first time. Yep. Go out the door and just out there and, and do it. it a try. But yeah. it's nice to know too, that there's a local expert in who has created community that will support you. Right. You know, right. I know these people who, who get out there and run and they're just getting started too. I'll connect you with them. You know, so it's that sure. conversation that, that you're able to have that makes that impact and create those, those loyal customer base and, and just, you know, community they keep coming back yeah it's home (laughs) yeah yeah and that's you know the again the power of a small shop is when Mm -hmm. you walk in we know you gosh half the time I remember people's like shoe or the size they run you know it's just Mm -hmm. like and it it matters to people and I think that it matters more now than ever Mm -hmm. um, to be known you know to not be isolated to you know have a place where you um, know you can be taken care of Mm -hmm. so One of the neat things that I witnessed is uh, as we were putting the podcast, you know, gear here, there was a customer that came into the store. They were looking for a watch and you knew them by name and you you had built this rapport with them probably over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And and they felt very comfortable coming in. Well, what's the difference between this one and that one and that sort of thing? And it was nice to see the interaction that you ladies were giving her and the advice and, and, you know, steering her in the right direction with you know, this tech versus this, and I don't really need that and all. But just the, the the warm atmosphere when I came into the store, the way that it's laid out and seeing, like, you know, the wood on the wall and it has this natural kind of feel, it's just a very inviting place to be, you know. Yeah. So I, I've got to give you some really mad props for that. Like, <laughs> this is just a really cool place. Like, I feel like I could have a cup of coffee and just <laughs> chill. And my run here. And, and right, you know, buy some running shoes and be oh. like, oh, you know, where's my latte? You know, where's yeah. my Americano? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, and the, the space we're sitting in right now, and we call it the community area. And, mm-hmm. you know, we envisioned when we opened the shop, we wanted a place where people could come and sit comfortably and talk about races, talk about training, talk about whatever. Yeah, um, and yeah. we actually used to serve coffee. It's funny you mentioned coffee. Oh, wow. Um, on this table behind me, we served uh, free <laughs> coffee every day. Um, 
but not today. And <laughs> so, you know, again, Jeez. COVID kind of put a damper on, on really, a lot of these things. It really does. And um, uh, we just were never able to kind of yeah, get that going yeah, again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's exactly um, – and, you know, that's – you earn people's trust. And, and mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. come back and – and they do. They they trust you to guide them and steer them in the right direction, whether it's a watch or it's a running shoe or a walking shoe or whatnot. A pair yeah. of socks, even. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I could go on and on about socks. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. But to highlight this experience over, you know, shopping in a box store, I mean, that's incredibly intimidating. And most of the time the staff is not properly trained to be able to, to fit somebody for the right shoe. Right. For for what they for the activity that they need, or if you're buying online, and I hit, um, I'm gonna pick on Brooks because it's a beloved product of, <laughs> or beloved brand of mine. Um, you land on their website and you don't they they have tw- over twenty pair or twenty mo- different models. How mm-hmm. would you know what you would need to what buy? You need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and the thing that I find interesting is that most people that shop in a store don't know that the shoes that are in the store are the same price as they are on the the website. Yes. You know, and and that because people when I'm coming into a shoe store, I think, well, you know, I could probably get that cheaper on you know Amazon or one of these stores, you know, uh, or whatever. But the reality is, you know, the the manufacturers they set the pricing, right. so it's yep. it's the same in this store as it is down the road in, in Charlottesville or, or Roanoke or a mm-hmm. box store yep. or whatever. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah, there's this little thing called map pricing yeah. um, <laughs> that keeps all of this regulated and you know ghost. 16 here is the same go 16 there it's mm-hmm. just um mm-hmm. so yeah a lot of people don't realize that the prices are all set by the companies mm-hmm. right and right. and they're and they're very much controlled oh too. my gosh they are very controlled <laughs> um which is a good thing it's a good thing it is a very good thing our industry and all um yeah yeah, it's it's interesting that people are not aware of that. Mm-hmm. But well, now they are because we talked about it. There you go. Now they know. <laughs> now, now they know. And and you should come in and, you know, be fitted by your local shoe expert in your Absolutely. run specialty shop. So because they, they know the shoes, they know what shoe is going to be right for you, you know. Yeah, and the shoes change. They do. Um, this It's a really interesting time that we're in right now in the running shoe world. Um, models are updating, and they're updating in big ways. And, and more frequently, I've noticed as well. Yes. So, again, um, COVID disrupted um, the updates schedule and, and a lot of the brands. And the supply chain. Supply chain, <laughs> all of that. And it was so, so hard to get shoes for a while. It oh was awful. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting, you know, working with customers when they come in, like, oh, I've been in the glycerin for a while and I had to size up last year. Um, oh, the update is different now and it's Mm -hmm. really true to size. So let's get you in the right size. And so I think that's another reason it's important to continue to go back to the drawing board and Mm -hmm. to try on new brands and new models that are coming out. Cause like I said, it's a very, it's a really exciting time and there's a lot of moving, um, moving parts and, um, so, because what may have worked for you and your feet do change over time too. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, but what shoe worked for you last year may not work now, or maybe it didn't work for you then, but it, it could be a potential contender for a great shoe for you now. Absolutely. So. And our tastes change as we age. Yes. I'm, I'm blown away at how far I've come, um, compared, like I used to run the Kinvara, like 
you know, big Kinvara fan. And I'm shoe. not running in the Kinvara anymore. I'm running in little more cushioned shoes. Oh, yeah, like what are you running in right now? I, gosh, um, well, my, my favorite shoe I've been running in for a while is the um, Saucony Endorphin Speed. Okay. Um, that is like the best shoe. Oh, my gosh. I just, I love it so much. It's very springy. Um, yes. Um, I was running in the 1080. Uh, I'm always running in a variety of shoes, mm-hmm. the, the old Arsenal. Um, let's see. What else? The Ride, Saucony Ride um, mm-hmm. is a favorite. Uh, New Balance 1080 has been great. Uh, recently got the New Balance Fuel Cell Rebel. Ooh. Um, so it's, you know, got that different cushioning. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of a Saucony girl. Very nice. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the Saucony ride. Um, and I tried the Endorphin Pro for a bit, too. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't need sure. the carbon plate. I mean... I'm not out there to. Well, it's so fun though. <laughs> break any PRs or you know, um, make it in the top three of my age group in a race or anything like that. But it is it, it is a fun shoe. It's very springy. Um, it's my one of my favorite 10k shoes. Um, sure. So because I start to get tired around mile five, and that's when I can really feel the springiness starting to to help propel me a little or encourage me to get yeah, even a little faster bouncy cushion <laughs> that little pep um so do you have a, a favorite um a favorite race or um shoes that you like to wear on race day do you have something light and snappy other than the speed that you'd like to wear on race day yeah so I um the Boston Marathon is my all-time favorite Ooh. um so I kind of worked for a few years to qualify and that was kind of a dream of mine to when did you what year did you first run that race so I ran it um last year for the first time so 2022 was my first my first Boston and um just absolutely thrilling and magical and all of all of the things so it was it was just so wonderful. wonderful Um, and Colin and Sloan came um, and cheered me on. And uh, Boston's a, a really special city to us as a family. We mm-hmm. actually moved here from Boston. Oh, okay. So, um, and my daughter was born in Boston. Oh, so wow. we so always it was like going home for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we only lived in Boston for four years, um, but we just fell in love with New England. And um, of course, my husband is one of those like annoying Pats fans now, and um, <laughs> so we try to forgive him for that. Um, but we just fell in love with New England, and Boston is the greatest city in America. We just mm-hmm. love it, and um, so we still travel there for vacations and go up to Maine for you know a week mm-hmm. in the summer. And so it was just always extra special um, to get to qualify yeah. for Boston and kind of go back to to that city. And experience that race, which yeah. I hear is is phenomenal. I mean, it's you know, it's one of those things when people talk about it, and you hear, you read about it, and mm-hmm. you hear about it, and you think, well, it's intimidating because you have to qualify. Yeah, I mean, you there's the whole qualification, and um, and then you know, you think there's no way it's going to live up to this hype of it's like not going to be as great mm-hmm. as you know things typically are not as great as the hype because um, there's so many people and you right. Know. They show the the clips on TV, but are the crowds really that enthusiastic? Mm-hmm. Not just for the elite runners at the front, you know. <laughs> but the truth is, they are. That's awesome. Like it's every bit as magical and wonderful as what everybody says. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I I did it last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my second time, and. 
yeah, it's just such a great race. And um, it's funny, after the first year, I told Colin, I was like, honey, I'm going to want to do this every year if I can. Just, I just want you to know that. We're just going to have to go back to Boston every April. And he was like, I know. I hear you. So, um, so yeah, he's got so, his mind right. Yeah, he's, he knows. It's like, okay, we're going to make the trek to Boston in April, you know, just can qualify. Um, so, but uh, this year I ran in the Saucony Endorphin Elite, which was a very oh, exciting okay. shoe that Saucony came out with in February. Mm-hmm. And I, I was absolutely blown away. It's like the most perfect shoe I've ever run in. It was wow. incredible. It was this terrible green color. Um, they came out with one color wave and it was like slime, <laughs> I think was the name of it. And, you know, everyone was like, no, the color's okay. I was like, oh gosh, but it, it was, it was, that's an awesome shoe. Yeah. Well, and, in, and another important point, you don't buy for color, you buy for fit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would buy this shoe if it was, well, I was going to say neon green. It was neon green actually. It really was. Um, Anyway, so uh, awesome. Well, we look shoe. forward to additional colors. <laughs> yes, I think they came out with a color later uh, that was quite quite normal and 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 attractive. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can spray paint it black for all I care. It was it was awesome, <laughs> awesome. So oh, that's fabulous. Oh, good. Well, we look forward to you know cheering you on in your next Boston. Then, <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, That's so awesome. I did. I did qualify at Boston uh, okay. for next Great. year. So oh, that was got a, got a PR and all of the things. Oh wow! wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have any um, favorite long distance running tips or strategies? Oh, I know. I know what works for one runner doesn't work for the for the next, but. Yeah, you know, I think for me, my advice would be not to have a goal of running a certain race time or, you know, but to become a runner, to become Mm -hmm. a long distance runner and to try to enjoy the process. I think sometimes I'm actually blown away with the fact that I think I would do this if there was no race at the end. Mm -hmm. Like if there's no carrot, there's no race. I would still, I love the training runs and I love the planning Mm -hmm. and I love the, just thinking about routes and coming up with, um, yeah, different route ideas. So I, I think to really engage with the process Mm -hmm. is, is my, I think my advice, um, because it is such a gift to have that time. Um, you know, you can listen to a podcast, yeah. you can, you know, listen to a book on tape or, or whatever. Or if you're in the woods, you just want to listen to your surroundings and yeah. bathe in the forest, which. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do most of my running by myself and, um, people are often kind of perplexed by that, but I, I'm with people so much at work and I'm working with customers mm-hmm. and working, you know, I feel like I'm talking to people all day and so my runs are the place where I can just be by myself and be in nature and have your own thoughts yes have my own thoughts (laughs) and um and I I found that I love it I really enjoy that and I think people are very resistant to that Mm -hmm. and I think if they would just stick with it for a minute they would realize if they would just let go and not resist they would realize that it's actually really fun. It's and really the, enjoyable. The and first mile is always the hardest. The first mile is the hardest. It's so true. <laughs> it really is. And it doesn't matter if you're doing a four-mile run or if you're doing a 20-mile run. Like, it's the first mile. It's yeah. tough. Get through it, and it's going to get better. Yeah. 
So, yeah, and, and fuel. That's my other advice. You know, go to your local running store. Talk to the people there about fueling. Mm-hmm. Like, get on top of that. And that will change your experience of long-distance running like no yes. one's business. Um, <laughs> well, so. and I even fuel for shorter runs, too, because I know I recover so much better. So if true. I ha- Even if it's just a three-mile run, depending on how, how hard I'm exerting myself, I'll have a gel or something right before I go. Just because I know, or, or when I, when I wrap up at the end, I'll have a waffle or something because it just, it helps so much with, with recovery, even on those shorter runs. Um, so I'm, I'm now in the habit. I always carry water, have an electrolyte. Yeah. Taking the noon. (laughs) My go-to for, um, before runs is like graham crackers, you know, even Mm -hmm. on an easy short run, like have a couple graham crackers and you're going to feel better. Well, it's, it's also part of that ritual too. Like my body knows like, Oh, this is, this is what I eat before I run. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm getting excited, you know? (laughs) Yep. You're tricking your, your body to get ready to go. Yeah. Because that, that is the only time I have that snack Mm. is pre-run. So I'm like, oh yes, we're going for the run now. It's like when, when you grab the, the leash off the, off the wall and your dog is like, yes, we are going. That's, that's (laughs) what I equate that to is totally pre-run ritual. (laughs) So the Boston Marathon is that is that the um, only long distance race you're you're running this year since you've already qualified or will you um, yeah. do another marathon just to kind of tune everything up before next April? Yeah, so I I've kind of gotten into a rhythm of and this just works for me, but um, or at least for the last few years it has worked for me is I'll do a fall marathon as well. Um, so in the last few years, I typically do the Richmond marathon, which okay. is like a local, kind yeah. of favorite, like a great course, but this year is kind of unique. Um, Colin and I are going to do the New York marathon, oh. um, which I'm super excited about, but intimidated and a little nervous. It's like this huge <laughs> race, um, in New York, but it's kind of a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity. So yeah. we're just going to go for it and try to have fun with it and, so oh, yeah, I can't do, wait to hear how you guys do. Yeah, that's gonna be super awesome. How much fun yeah. is that? Yeah, we're really excited. So oh, that's great. And we have friends um, that live in Manhattan, and so we're gonna take Sloan, and mm. Sloan's yeah. gonna hang out with with the family while we while we run, and so oh, that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, we same. we may have to have you back on again in the fall so you can talk about that <laughs> with yeah. us. Yeah, we can compare and contrast. I mean, I'm such a I'm such a huge uh, Boston fan that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's no way it's going to be as as great or as cool or as magical as Boston. But I've talked to so many customers in the shop who have said that you know if you ever get the opportunity to run New York, do it. Yeah, because it is an incredible event and just a really well-run race and you know it's one of the major you know one of the world majors and um, the crowd support is supposed to be insane yeah so I'm excited I I'm intimidated though just the sheer size of it I mean I think it's the largest marathon in the world yeah I believe that's correct someone can fact check me on that but um so we'll see I'm, I'm excited yeah but um yeah and I don't I don't know next year what we'll do, but I'm um, definitely doing Boston mm-hmm. and yeah, then we'll see. But I love Good. doing some of the local races too, just yeah. around, around here. There's 
actually a trail race um, at Brushy Hills, which is a like a network of trails just mm-hmm. outside of town. It's called the Nasty Nine, and it's a small little trail race, but it is it's super fun, and I'll do that. Um, so, well, the the title Nasty Nine is it truly nasty? It's pretty nasty. Um, okay. I mean, I'm not so I'm guaranteed not a... to get muddy. <laughs> yes. Is what I'm hearing. Well, it's I think the <laughs> nasty part is more about the elevation gain. Oh. Um, mm. So it's you know it's two thousand feet of climbing for okay. nine nine miles. Oh, wow, that's so, a lot. Yeah, that's you know, pretty intense. Yeah, um, and and nasty. And I thought we had mountains down in Roanoke. Wow. Yeah. We, um, we so do. any Roanoke but... listeners that really want to <laughs> challenge yourselves, come on over to yeah. to the Nasty Nine. It's yeah. it's a great. It's a, and it's just a fun. Um, it's a fun local race that there's a great you know food afterwards, mm-hmm. and and it's just a beautiful area. So oh, you can't beat the food after a good trail race. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. Definitely. And um, I wish I aspire to be more of a trail runner. I'm just a, a truly a road runner at heart. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely do that and have fun. Yeah. So hopefully well, not break my neck before New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've started hitting the trails more frequently um, than I than I ever have. Um, awesome. We've been doing a lot of camping since we bought our camper. And, you know, so we've been to some great state parks here in Virginia um, that have excellent trails. And um, and then I helped support our crude, um, some folks in a, at an ultra in April. And so I kind of got hooked on that community. And you know, I'm looking to run more trail races and potentially um, a 50K oh, next wow. spring. So, which will be the longest race I've, I've ever done. Um, so all of this to say, I'm trying to embrace the trail and get less intimidated <laughs> well, the by trail, the terrain. The trail community is so awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the running community, just it's, in general. It's just super, super great anyway. It's so wonderful. But the trail community is is, yeah. is really awesome. There's yeah. always good. They seem to really value good food. Yes. The trail runner people. Well, <laughs> because um, the value in, as you said, the nutrition, you might be able to get by on a marathon with just your gels and waffles and shoes. But if you're going to be out there in the woods for long periods of time, um, because there's trail, because you can't cover the same amount of trail mileage as you could quickly in a, well, at least I can't on the, on the road. So sure. I'm going to be out there for longer. My system is going to need real food, like real food. You want to chew something. Yeah. You're going to be so sick of goo. <laughs> right. Well, in that, and it's not, um, it's so processed too. I mean, it's not real food. I mean, it's just meant to help fuel for a short amount of time. Right. It's instant. it's a good supplement until you can get to the aid station, um, or you know until you it's time for your the peanut butter and jelly sandwich hanging out in your pack. Right. So, um, but to have that that real food, like I was blown away. I mean, people were after twenty miles. I mean, eating hot dogs and then, <laughs> you know, heading back out with two peanut butter. And jelly sandwiches or a cheese quesadilla in one hand and you know (laughs) yeah some gummy bears in the in the other and you know so it was just it was just incredible yeah um it a really neat experience and something that you know just inspired me and 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 got 
got the bug. That's so awesome. (laughs) So, but I'll have to take a look at the nasty nine. I don't know if I'll be ready for, for nine miles this, this fall, but, um, I'll have to talk to my run coach and, and see. It's in early October. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, so you mentioned you you go out on your, on your runs and that's your, your downtime, your, your personal time, um, alone time, if you will. Um, but do you have any time to sit down and, and just read a good book? And if so, do you have a good one that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I actually, if, if I had to think of like another hobby of mine, I, I am an avid reader and I love, I love reading, um, and I love fiction. I love nonfiction. Um, so my daughter is a big reader. So we'll have kind of family nights where we'll have dinner and then just read. Mm-hmm. We'll just sit in the living room and we play. We have this like playlist um, that's just called reading. And we'll just sit and read and everyone Fun. has their book. And um, so, yeah, I, I love to read. Um, yeah, right now, <laughs> this is actually really random. I'm reading a book about um, wolves in Yellowstone. Um, I have I, kind of a weird fascination with with the wolf reintroduction. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always reading like a couple of books at the same time. Um, and I'm also reading a book called How to Do Nothing. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's... And what's that about? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm envisioning a bunch of blank pages in the book. I know. Yeah, it's um. It's an easy read. Yeah, an easy. It's a it's a non non nonfiction, um, but it's really it's a fascinating book about just the attention economy and mm-hmm. um, the importance of devoting our attention to things that are important. And sometimes mm-hmm. we think we need to be incredibly productive and. Instead, we need to do nothing. Um, mm, yeah. Anyway, it's a great book. Um, the author is a uh, an artist and a professor, I believe, at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's really good. Yeah. But, and I um, I do a little bit of cooking. I'm not. I don't have tons of free time with the running that I do and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, I feel like we used to cook more, um, kind of earlier in our marriage, like when we were in mm-hmm. grad school. But um, it's also cheaper too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we were like poor grad students, yeah. and um, yeah. Um, and my husband is actually awesome at like grilling or uh, not grilling, smoking um, like pork shoulder and things mm. like that. So mm-hmm. we like to do that like on a kind of down weekend. He'll like smoke some ribs or yeah, and that's um, great to have meals throughout the week, or you can you know eat on it for two days. I'm like you know we're done with this, and then freeze it, yeah. and then bring it out in a couple more weeks. Yeah, um, <laughs> and weirdly, my ten year old daughter like loves ribs and like steak and um, yeah pulled pork sandwiches. She's that's awesome. she's really into that, so yeah. it works out really well. We're trying to get her to try new things, and um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what we do. But yeah, I do. I do love to read, and I'm always looking for book recommendations mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, I just finished up. Um, of course, I'm gonna blank on it now. Which one? Because you've read, you've been reading two or three running Here, books. I know, recently. I have, I have. Mm. I've just yeah. been. It's been. I've been thinking about all of the running, all the time. Kara uh, Goucher's book. Um, oh yeah, uh, I haven't read that. I did read Des. Did you read Des Linden's book? That's next on my okay. list. That was really. I read yeah. that in like three days. Yeah. It's it's an it easy good? read, but it's it's good. Yeah. It's very good. Kara's book was pretty heavy. Yeah. 
that one there were like points where I, I, I cried because my heart hurt for the things that she yeah. had gone through with Nike and, um, you know, and how, you know, her body just broke down and not physically able to, yeah. to run. I just, uh, anyway, so that's a good one. <laughs> okay. I'll have to get that one. Um, and I'm blanking on the title, but, um, you know, uh, so that was, that was a phenomenal one. It took me a while to get through, um, just because I, I can't, the heavy stuff is a lot to process. And it, and it was heavy. It was a lot to process. But I also, um, I do so many different things like most people. Mm. I tend to also forget if I have 15 minutes that, you know, that should be what I'm getting back into. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sit down and read and think about someone else's, you know, story for a bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. It can pull, it, pull you out of yourself. Exactly. In a good way. Yeah. Um, Another good book, um, running book I read, this was like a year ago I read, Alexi Pappas. She wrote a book called Bravey. That was phenomenal. Um, she's a really good writer. That was a really interesting read. Um, she's had a really unique childhood, mm-hmm. and her story is, is really interesting. Um, also, parts were quite heavy, mm-hmm. but really awesome. Yeah. So I'll add that to my list as well. Is there anything that you want us to know or our listeners to know that we haven't talked about? Gosh. Related to running or or, or not yeah. or about your store? Yeah. Um, I guess I would just encourage everyone to shop at your local running store. Um, you know, those of us who have started these shops care so deeply about running in the community. And, you know, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. We're here to help you and, um, you, you know, the community and our customers keep us going. So, um, it's funny, I've had a few customers lately kind of come in, kind of sheepishly tell me like, Oh, I bought a, I bought a shoe while I was, you know, my mom's house or whatever (laughs) on vacation. And, and I tell them like, you know, it it was, was it a local running? And they're like, Oh, it was a local running shop. You would have loved it. And I tell them like, that's great. You're yeah. supporting a local shop. You're not cheating I, on me. You no, know, you're not really <laughs> cheating on me. Um, uh. I just, I, I think that's awesome. And I, um, I love like all of the local shops in our area mm-hmm. and, and admire them so much for the work that they're doing in their communities. And um, I just, yeah, I want to cheer everybody on and onward and um, keep, keep at it. Yeah. So yeah. If you guys have any other questions for me. I do. The favorite question. Yeah. Well, it's, it is a favorite question. Um, but also because everybody's curious when they sit down and talk with new people, um, what is your favorite animal? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of already told you, um, uh, the wolf is, is my favorite animal. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. We were, my husband and I were in Bozeman, Montana. This was years and years ago. And I stumbled upon this book about wolves being reintroduced into mm-hmm. Yellowstone. And I don't know why, but I just like instantly connected with that animal and the story and wolves are so misunderstood and they're such wonderful animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually, you know, endurance athletes, believe yes. it or not. Um, they travel great distances and, they're very social and they're just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And so, yeah, I think the wolf is easily definitely my, my like spirit animal. Um, and yeah, I like it. Yeah. My daughter is very much into cheetahs, which is quite cool. Mm -hmm. Also very fast. Very fast. Very fast. But not an endurance athlete. No. They could not hang with the wolf pack. Which is perfect because she's like, she's really fast the short distances and Mm -hmm. I am terrible at, you know, 5Ks and such. Like I'm on the wolf track with the long long distance I'm definitely more of an endurance person too. So. I could just be out there for miles and miles. and Yeah. I'd rather run a marathon than a 5K. I feel like I've run a 5K and and I stop. And what what was the point of that? Like I'm now I'm warm. <laughs> now now I'm ready to go. Now now, now I kind of feel good. Let's bang out ten more miles. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, but that's what's so awesome about running is that it doesn't matter if you like the short fast stuff. Yeah. If you want to go long and slow, if you're just you know, don't care about your pace. Like there's something for everybody mm-hmm. in this wonderful sport. And, um, yeah, you just have to figure out what your thing is. Yeah. So, and try, and that's the beauty of it though. There's so many different things to try between trail running and short distances and right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> have marathons or maybe it's just an 8k, which is fine too. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you've 10ks are my jam. Those are my favorites. Um, I'm learning to embrace the, the longer runs, but I just, I love, you know, I can be done in an hour and some change, and I feel like I've done something. And you can recover and I can do another one pretty quickly, and you know, do another one. But um, yeah, so but I mean, everybody has their distance, and I discovered it because I tried different things over yeah. over the time. So, but again, we all start somewhere. So pick something. Yeah, start trying <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Just get out there. Yeah. Josh, do you have anything? No, I'm just sitting here ping-ponging back and forth with my head as you talk. And as you talk, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good stuff. I like this. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But, no, if we don't have any more questions, we can do the the, the thank you close. Like, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, we can do a... Slice it. What is that white thing? That, is that a trash can? So it's an air purifier. Oh. So, you know, good old mm. COVID kind of yeah. ruined everything for everyone. Mm. And uh, we made that investment once we realized that, okay, COVID is here. I and was wondering, like, do you stick your hand in it or you stick a shoe in it? Like, what is that? You just nice? breathe over it, I guess. You I don't just know. get to enjoy the clean air <laughs> you're breathing in. That won't be in the right. podcast. Yeah. I'll edit all that out. But I was just curious. I was like, what is that? Like, I really need to know what that stupid yeah. cylinder thing is. No, it's it's actually really awesome, and we've had all the um, the air quality problems this summer. Mm, mm-hmm. It's been incredible. This thing is like, you know, lit oh, wow. up orange, like on high alert on those days that wow. we've had. Wow, really... looks like a large Echo Dot kind of thing yes. or something, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, anyway, sorry. You can you No, go. but that was a good question. It wasn't podcast related, but <laughs> I just want to know what it was. All right. Now everyone knows. Now everybody knows. <laughs> Our air is very clean. Yes, and we can rest easy at mm. night. Yes. And knowing that we can escape from the from the haze and the poor air quality. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff is real, people. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jess Reed, for hosting us and um, mm-hmm. having us um, 
come in and visit your Lex running shop here in Lexington, Virginia. We've really enjoyed our visit and the time we've, you know, been able to sit down and talk with you and get to know more about you and the wonderful things you're doing for your community. And yeah. um, we look forward to having a discussion later about uh, how did the New York City Marathon go oh, yeah, for you I and want, Colin. We'll have wanna... to get him on oh, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get both of them on next time. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much for making the trip over. It's been so fun chatting with you and um, hearing about what you guys are doing with your podcast. And yeah, I really appreciate you coming in and spotlighting our shop and the, yeah. what we're doing here in Lexington. So a huge thank you to Jess for hosting us and the opportunity to learn about her story and share her passion for running and the Lex running shop. We're excited to see her reach her marathon goals and how the New York City Marathon Race will uh, go for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are in the Lexington, Virginia area, please do swing into the Lex running shop the next time you're there. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the shop is such a great homey vibe and Jess's excellent staff can certainly assist you in finding your next great pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also shop them online at lexrunningshop.com and the link to the shop will mm-hmm. be in the description and show notes. Oh yeah. And I, I just, you know, going into the shop, I felt really warm and welcomed and it felt more like a home environment mm-hmm. than it did a running shop. It's I mean, it's super, a running shop. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, and it's laid out. I mean, it's retail, right? Yeah. yeah so it's retail. But. Laid out to promote their, their product and, um, in the, in the services that they have to offer, but their shop or their, um, mm-hmm. Jess and her staff are so approachable mm-hmm. and so very knowledgeable. Um, I mean, it, it's just an incredible shopping experience yeah absolutely <laughs> and, and you got some merch there too you got i a did hat i got a hat shirt t-shirt or something yeah 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 and yeah. the shirt was really cool it had like the outline of virginia and and was it a topo it was uh what yeah was it was like a topographical yeah. um lines mm, yeah on the, on the state of virginia yeah it yeah. looked really cool it really so, did. plus the hat has their logo too so i can't wait to rep that on my next outdoor run that's yeah. right yeah awesome yeah <laughs> i i love i love um run specialty stores, those little running shops, you know, are very near and dear to my heart as everybody now knows. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So when I, when I go, I can't resist. I have to, I have to buy some sort of merch. You have to do the merch. Reps them. Um, (laughs) And they also had some, some great shoes too. Um, I took some pictures of the, of the shoe wall that I'll share on the socials, but yeah, yeah, they've got a a great run of um, shoes that they, they offer. Fortunately for me, though, and unfortunately for their shop, mm-hmm. I'm flush in shoes. <laughs> yeah, you just picked up a brand new pair of shoes the other day. I did. Um, I might have a slight glycerin problem. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, these these Brooks glycerin, they were the 20s? Yeah, they're the, 20s, the 20s, the, the current model the current that's model. out. They mm-hmm. were really pretty. They had like this fading kind of... They've got an ombre effect on the midsole. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I was like, wow, those are, those are really nice. Yeah, those are... So. Yeah, they're yeah. really pretty. Yeah. So you got a nice pair of shoes, too. Yeah. So also happy anniversary, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we just celebrated our anniversary today as we are recording. Yes. And uh, we got each other a couple of uh, sports, oh, we did. We... sports watches, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of funny because you, you were like, you were, you were demoing the, the Coros. I was demoing the Coros Apex 2. Apex 2. And yeah. you demoed the Coros the Pace. Yeah. 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 And so I, I got that for you. Mm-hmm. I got it, I gave it to you a little early 
And you had given me a uh, this really cool board game that I want to play. It's about ducks because if anybody yeah. knows me, I love ducks. Abduction, yeah, and we're Abduction. also board game geeks yeah, too. Yeah. So, so we, something we love to do is as a family. So yeah. I'm always on the lookout for um, fun, kind of whimsical strategy games. And yeah. this one looks like it'll be something fun for the family yeah. to to play. I'm excited to play that. Ducks. But you also got me a Koros Pace 2. And, and and you gave that to me yesterday and I was so excited. I was like, "What?" And I couldn't wait until uh, <laughs> until the actual anniversary date to give it to you. I know. So, but anyway, thank you for that, honey. Oh, you're I, very welcome. I love you and I appreciate you and I try to support you in, in all this stuff. Well, it doing. comes with a caveat, right? Oh, it does? Yes, you oh. have to review the watch for running in Virginia. Oh, oh is that what it is? <laughs> okay. Okay, sure. I'll write a blog about it. I'll, I'll review it, take some photos, write a blog about it. Yes, please. Okay. Um, but one thing that I'm, I'm really curious for you to do um, mm-hmm. with the watch is, because it has a, a bike mm-hmm. um, feature feature on yeah. it yeah. Uh, or activity. Um, so, and I don't bike, so. I do. I, I have my right. my Trek Dual Sport 2 downstairs. Mm-hmm. I need to start getting that out and, and yeah. using it more. Well, now you have a good excuse to get out there because I test that feature out, please. Yeah. And, um, so that can be part of the review. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That'll be fun. You're welcome. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> okay. So it's time to switch uh, gears a little bit. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've been really busy, uh, behind the scenes making, uh, running in Virginia, a, uh, national nonprofit organization or mm-hmm. a 501 C3 as most people kind of know, mm-hmm. you know what that is. And so we, you know, last week we talked a little bit about the mission of what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, helping middle school and high school students get shoes and equipment and things that they, they can't afford. So mm-hmm. it's geared towards those. So these are the are, running athletes, yeah, right? The running athletes. cross country right now and uh, right. track for spring. Right. And, and so we're, we're, our mission is to help these financially disabled families that or disadvantaged families mm-hmm. that you know, they can't afford a couple hundred dollars worth of gear. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you know, shoes and stuff, that's expensive. You know, we all, we all walk into the running well, store and go, wow, that's a lot of money. Well, but, and like every parent, they want to be able to provide quality yes, yes. For, for their, for their children. Oh yes, um, for absolutely. Th- because I mean, you've got to take care of your feet. Oh yeah. Well, I had a horrible, um, um, uh, experience a few years ago. I say a few was probably more than that, but I I went to a, a store and I bought a pair of of shoes and they were like I don't remember the name brand, but anyway I wore them for like two weeks and and you remember the tread was coming off mm-hmm. and they I was started like, falling These apart. Are brand new shoes and they weren't that expensive. They were like fifty bucks or, right. or something. And I said I just spent fifty bucks and you were like you need a pair of running shoes. And well, I was, it's not necessarily running <laughs> shoes. You need a, a good pair quality. Of shoes, and those are the shoes that you typically get from a run specialty. Yes, and so you took me to the run specialty, and, and I think it was a pair of New Balance or something. I think that's what we put and, you in. And I, mm-hmm. I used those for you know a good year mm-hmm. before they finally started to wear out. Well, and yeah. also, listeners, um, he probably should have replaced them before then because there's have. a lot of the structure of the shoe that breaks down even if the shoe itself isn't breaking down. Yes, but so. they, they lasted longer than the, the cheaper yes. pair that I got the tread wasn't the, falling apart. Right, right. Right. So I get it from, from that experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's part of what we do here is, is you know, we work with, with the coaches and mm-hmm. they reach out to us and say, hey, we've got three or four people on the team mm-hmm. that could really use some improved you know, right. quality equipment. And so that's where, 
you know, the, the donations come in. Exactly. Yeah. So that we're able, um, to provide them the, the means in order to get the gear that they, that they need. And we also, um, support, you know, local charity races too, like Miracles Mm -hmm. Hope 5k that we talked about last week. Um, so, you know, your donations there also help make additional impact in those, um, local Virginia communities, um, through those, those races, um, so, because the funds for Miracles Hope go directly to the Donna Sink Pediatric Fund um, for Franklin County residents, so those those families that are experiencing hardships um, through medical emergencies and with you know with their children. I mean, that's yeah. Um, yeah. Any money raised from that race goes directly to that fund. Yeah, um, and, which is impacting that local community. Yeah, and and what Sarah had said last week, uh, and even Barry had talked about just the the things you don't think about, mm-hmm. you know, they were providing for them, you, you know, like soap in the house and paper towels, paper towels and laundry paper. detergent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. just to help them get through the day to day without having to worry about those little, little things. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, yeah. So, um, if we have inspired you <laughs> to make a contribution, uh, please do so by visiting our website at runningnva.com or on Patreon at patreon.com slash running in Virginia to subscribe, um, there, uh, for as little as $2 a month. And you'll receive lots of cool perks like advance notice of upcoming guests behind the scenes videos. And of course, Either way you choose to donate, you'll get a sweet tax deduction. Ooh, and we all love tax deductions. Yeah. We, we don't like paying tax, so <laughs> might as well give it to somebody that can help the community. That can use it. That can really use it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, we, um, I think we've wrapped up a really great um, podcast episode here. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to bringing you... Um, much more. We've got some exciting stuff um, lined up for you in the next few weeks. Yes. And uh, we can run the closing now. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I'm still doing it wrong. Still doing it wrong. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, and we look forward to providing you with more entertaining, (laughs) informative media. Don't miss a step. Follow us on the socials at Running in Virginia and on the web at runninginvirginia.com. Until next time, I'm Carol. And I'm Joshua. (laughs) And we'll keep taking it all in stride. (laughs) 